Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the best of the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you live from the City of Angels, where uh, apparently there's uh, two entrances to every locker room, and Chris Paul knows both of them. We'll get to the kerfuffle, which almost was a Donnybrook. Huh? Got Donnybrook in in the very first part of this show. Kerfuffle that almost became a Donnybrook at Staples last night. Uh, we'll talk some NFL football with Robert Smith, of course, a two-time pro bowler, a former Viking, and a college football analyst for Fox Sports. Uh, get to what he saw from the Vikings, get his thoughts on the matchups this upcoming weekend. Uh, we're going to take you to Cleveland. I'll get to Cleveland, why they're important in a second, with the Warriors yet again going in and dominating the Cavs. And we'll take you to Pittsburgh, where there's a lot of, a lot of smoke is their fire in terms of coaching changes, either at offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, or maybe head coach. That's upcoming next hour. Marcel Darius is going to join us from the Jacksonville Jaguars, and Chris Broussard will join us fresh off a wild, I mean wild, Martin Luther King Day um, celebration and slate of games in the NBA. Let's start there. I think a blind man can settle on the Warriors are better than the Cavs. But it takes a more intuitive man to say the Warriors might not actually be better in terms of lining up guy after guy after guy. Probably are, but in terms of depth of talent, the Cavs have a lot of guys that have been really good for a long time in the NBA. The difference is the Warriors are a perfectly constructed team. They're not overly leveraged on just one player. That's why when Kevin Durant was out at the end of last year and was out at times this year, they've played well. When Steph Curry has been out this year, they've played well. Yes, they had a 73-win team, and they added Kevin Durant to it, but he fit perfectly. They took out Harrison Barnes and Andrew Bogut and some other pieces and added in Kevin Durant, kind of replenished their bench, and he fits in perfectly. When he's out, they're not as good, but they're still pretty darn good. As opposed to the Cleveland Cavaliers, as we know, 
highly leveraged on the success or failure of LeBron James. And because he's so important, they've allowed him to dictate terms or whether he's told them or his agent, Rich Paul, has pushed them into some of these contracts and some of these acquisitions or just knowing what suits him best. They have way too many specialists. You guys know what a specialist is, right? Kyle Korver is a specialist. Hey, your bench in the NBA, you got to have some specialists there. Kyle Korver, specialists come in. Channing Fry, specialists come in, hit threes, spread the floor out. So they built the, the team with the idea that LeBron James is best when there's nobody in the lane. He's got to be able to get to and finish at the rim. And so Kevin Love, as Chris Posh told him when he signed there, when he re-signed there, or even when he was traded there, hey, man, you're going to have to play center, which he does. You'll be the third option, which he is. And when things go wrong, you'll be the most blamed, which is also accurate. Here's how I would look at what's happened to LeBron here, what I think is late in the run in Cleveland. Do you guys remember, Ramos, you're my movie guy. Do you remember the movie Unforgiven? Clint Eastwood, Morgan Morgan Freeman, Freeman, right? Yep. Who was the sheriff? The sheriff was Gene Hackman. Sheriff was Gene Hackman, correct. The sheriff was actually a really good sheriff, a hard-line sheriff. And I don't want to get into the whole premise of the movie, but I'm not spoiling anything, right? I mean, it's a 15-year-old movie that won an Academy Award. I think it was Best Picture. Yep. Spectacular movie. Some great lines in it. We all got it coming to us sometimes. Great line from Eastwood. Uh, The premise of the movie is there's a lady of the night who gets cut up by a cowboy. The women of this uh, cat house put together a pool of money to to buy guys that are going to hunt this guy down and kill him and execute him for what he did to this woman. The problem is that the sheriff is a hardline sheriff and nobody except for the sheriff carries firearms inside inside town lines. And therein lies the rub, right? There's a bunch of other backstories to it. Super interesting. Clint Eastwood is not the guy he used to be. He'd settled down with his wife. He'd stop drinking. He'd stop killing people. And now, of course, in order to get him to get the nerve up to shoot somebody, uh, he's got to get back to being the old Clint Eastwood. He's got to get drunk and get nuts. Anyway, uh, there's a point in the movie in which Gene Hackman's character, who's being followed around by a writer, and the writer is writing his autobiography as this famous Western sheriff, and they're at his house. And the sheriff had not only been successful as a sheriff, but he had built the house by hand. Do you remember the scene, Ramos? I do, yeah. The do you, do you yeah. remember what, what distinct part of the what distinct flaw that the house had during the scene right i don't okay yeah it was raining outside and there are pots and pans all over this house because the sheriff was a very good sheriff but he was a terrible carpenter (laughs) okay he was really a bad human being but he had kept law and order in this wild west town and had decided to build his dream home by hand He had done something to which he is not really equipped for. He's a sheriff, not a carpenter. Jesus was a carpenter. The sheriff was not a carpenter. LeBron James also not a carpenter. Here's what I mean. Like, whether or not LeBron handpicked Kyle Korver, the fact is that Kyle Korver was brought in because LeBron would want him. Great specialist, great shooter. I need space. I need somebody that the NBA calls it gravity. Somebody where you have to stick to him. The problem is that Kyle Korver can't guard anybody. Remember, they went out and traded the number one overall pick, and they'd probably do it again if they had that same opportunity to go and get Kevin Love. And Kevin Love has made himself into an absolute lights-out, open three-point shooter. But with shooting comes a flaw. He can't defend the rim. He no longer can score inside the post. Not a versatile defender. And really, the only thing he creates for you is space and an occasional mismatch. Occasionally, when he gets a guard on him, he'll debo him in the post. He can rebound some. But he limits them so much at the defensive end that now Kevin Love is limited. Hey, look, Kyrie Irving said, check, please, and he left. And they got back Jay Crowder, and they got back Isaiah Thomas. But Isaiah Thomas is limited defensively, has to play a certain way offensively. Tristan Thompson, who they're trying to package in a trade uh, to go and get a rim protector, Tristan Thompson is limited. Well, why was Tristan Thompson and J.R. Smith, why were they overpaid to stay and play in a place where they had a more prominent role than they would elsewhere. Why? Because LeBron James' agent, Rich Paul, represents them. And the Cavs want to 
They, they want LeBron happy. In order to keep the king happy, you keep the king's men happy. You keep the king's agent happy. And so the, whether or not LeBron James specifically said pay Tristan or pay JR or trade for, for Kyle Korver or whether or not he approved this trade of Isaiah Thomas and Jay Crowder, like all of that stuff was done with him in mind. And let me tell you, he's a great player. He's a bad carpenter. There are leaks all over that roof. Golden State did not play all that well at times last night. And LeBron James, though there were moments to which he was exhausted, made some vintage LeBron James blocks. Like he's chasing dudes down. This is a, a Monday game in January. It's okay for LeBron or others to take that game off or to mail it in. Or you know what? I get beat. That's fine. We'll get back and beat you. No, no, LeBron played hard. But the more he plays hard, the more he exhausts himself and the more he exposes the fact that his team is just not good enough. It's it's not built to compete with the Warriors. And maybe this was a foregone conclusion. Maybe there wasn't a way in which they could construct the team to properly compete with the Warriors. But I will tell you, that one, the, there's pots and pans all over the place. You got a coach who was hired because LeBron respected him. But that coach seems a little bit overwhelmed. I like Ty Lue, and he's made some good adjustments at times, but he seems a little overwhelmed with how to adjust. I mean, like, look, you get 45 games into an NBA season, those stats are real, right? It's hard in a one or two, even a 10-game stretch because some stretches you play the Hawks and the Grizzlies or you play the Suns. You play non-competitive teams enough and your stats can sway one way or the other. We're more than halfway through the season. They're one of the two or three worst teams statistically in the NBA at the defensive end. You're not going to win an NBA championship that way. We saw them against the Warriors, and the Warriors weren't even clicking on all cylinders because Steph and, and KD haven't been fully healthy together the entire season, and they were kind of cat toying with Mouse. I saw last night, and I thought of that scene from Unforgiven. I thought LeBron James is just like Gene Hackman's character. Man, he's great. Everybody thinks he's great at what his job is. But when he tries to put together a team, missing some right angles there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm cautioning, I'm really cautioning Adam Silver. See, Adam Silver comes in after uh, David Stern. And David Stern was loathed in many cases, right? David Stern was heavy-handed. David Stern was, in some ways, obtuse. He could be a bully in negotiation. He could talk down to people. Uh, but, and and look, the malice of the palace took, took place during David Stern's uh, time in office, if you will. Uh, this is a little bit like, you know, I, I, re- I remember it's like, uh, we always remember finally Tom Coughlin, such a disciplinarian. Tom Coughlin's a great, his team led the league in penalties two of the last three years he was head coach of the Giants. Like, he was such a disciplinarian. Why didn't that play out in the field? But um, David Stern did institute the, uh, not only drug testing, but he also had the uh, dress code. And there's other things in terms of player decorum that he was big on. And Adam Silver has come in and he's been the players commissioner, right? He got rid of uh, Donald Sterling. Um, he has taken uh, some, at least uh, polit- some, I don't know, political, he's allowed players to make political statements and allowed coaches the leeway of, I did see a Greg Popovich say something yesterday, which like, again, if I'm Adam Silver, I probably reel this one in. I don't know if you guys heard this. He said after the game yesterday, this is, I'm quoting Greg Popovich, that every time I hear somebody say, I'm not a racist, I think they're a racist. Which, again, I think is super, super dangerous, right? Because I can say I'm not a racist, and I know I'm not a racist, but because I said I'm not a racist, right? You know what I mean? You understand what I'm saying? I understand what he means. It's somebody defending something that was said that is racially insensitive and then leading with the, Hey, I'm not a racist, but, or it's, it's like the whole, uh, no offense, but, and then something offensive always comes out. 
But I, I think it's dangerous to say anytime I hear somebody say I'm not a racist, I think you're a racist. Like, well, that that's not really fair at all. Right. So so no one's ever. So Pop has never said I'm not a racist. And I think what Pop means is like, hey, my actions, my actions prove I'm not a racist, which would be a how I've lived my life for now. Forty two years for me would be I'm not a racist. No matter what you kind of if you want to decipher what I'm saying. But I'm I'm warning the commissioner, who is a great guy. I know him a little bit personally. I have friends that know him. I've had him on the radio. He's a great interview. He's fairly open with his feelings, his thoughts. And he's very progressive, not just politically, but also in terms of how he runs his company, the NBA. You are a multi-billion dollar, multinational corporation. And right now, the stock is going up. Everybody's making more money. Okay. The TV numbers are better. You've done a good job of spacing out the season so that the product is in fact better. And even though we all know at least one of the teams injury, uh, unless there's injury, we, that will be in the finals. Maybe both the teams that'll be in the NBA finals. People are still drinking up the NBA. Like it's a really good cup of soup, but dude, you start having, I don't know if you guys saw what happened in Oklahoma city. Do we have the sound of what Carmelo Anthony said? Uh, De'Aaron Fox swiped down at the basketball as Russell Westbrook elevated for a layup. Westbrook went back down with the ball, holding his face. He fell to the floor as referee Matt Bolin whistled Westbrook for traveling, his 10th turnover of the game. Westbrook popped off the floor and was assessed back-to-back technical fouls to earn an immediate ejection. He finished with 19 points, 16 rebounds, 9 assists, and 10 turnovers. That's a busy day. That's a busy day. Uh, Carmelo Anthony scored 15 of his 20 points in the third quarter. Thunder came back from 15 down. And he said, quote, after the game, the game has changed a lot since I came in 15 years ago. The players and the officials had a dialogue, whether it was good or whether it was bad. There was always some point where they would let you uh, get a little steam off. And then they would come to you and say, that's enough. Let's move on. And now the trigger is too quick. You look at somebody wrong. You get a technical. You say one wrong thing. You get a technical foul. So I think there's a difference from when I came in, the dialogue, the communication, relationship with the players and the officials when I had come in, and now it's a little bit different. Uh, Billy Donovan said that the official said he, the official made a terrible mistake and he acknowledged it. I was yelling to the other official across the floor to get his attention, and that guy just teed me up. Like it was a comedy of errors from the officials where they got mad, they quick triggered Russell Westbrook. But after the game, After the game, Carmelo Anthony said, I'm done with them. I'm done with the refs. No disrespect, but I'm done with those guys. By the way, no disrespect. Something disrespectful comes out afterwards. Then, of course, you get the Clippers and the Rockets who already don't like each other, right? Ariza and Harden from L.A. Chris Paul comes over from L.A. He got half the Clippers bench that was traded for Chris Paul. Chris Paul thought he had topped out with the Clippers. There's obviously some bitter feelings there. Some chirping goes on. Blake Griffin intentionally looks like he intentionally bumped into Mike D'Antoni. He was chirping with him at the same time. Clippers beat the Rockets, and after the game, some of the Clippers, some of the Rockets tried to storm the Clippers locker room to get into a fight. They actually end up going in some backdoor secret entrance that only Chris Paul knew about. Like, look, here's a note to Adam Silver. Okay? Your league's doing great. But you can't be a multi-billion dollar multinational corporation. And have the players constantly, constantly getting into it with the officials. You can't have the players, you can't have the players telling each other like it's some like street ball game. Hey, I'll meet you outside afterwards. This isn't an adult league. This is the NBA. There's a certain amount of quorum, decorum in class. It's the same reason that they put in the dress code. Like, look, dude, we're not saying you got to wear a three-piece suit, but don't look like a schmuck down at the end of the, end of the bench. Dress with some class. Carry yourself with some dignity. You don't like it, go out and kick the guy's ass the next time around. Look, I'm all for it. Like, I get that this is basketball and that sometimes there's a case for vigilante justice. You foul my guy, I foul your guy. That happens. But sneaking into a team's locker room, cops being called, like, this is CBA, USBL. I played in those leagues. That's the type of stuff that occurs there. Adam Silver's got, at some point, put the hammer down. Hey, fellas, 
Everybody's all good, right? We're all making good money. This stuff ends the say the day that one of our star players gets into a fight in the locker room and punches somebody and breaks his hand or punches somebody and breaks an eye socket. Show him the Rudy Tomjanovich and Kermit Washington play. Where it crushed Rudy Tomjanovich's face. You guys are too big and too strong for this. And God forbid somebody goes and pulls a uh uh, uh what was the guy? What was the cast name? Well, there's the Gilbert Arenas and what was the kid? I uh, played at Georgia Tech for years now in jail for uh, attempted murder or, or maybe murder. What the hell is his name? Damn, what's the point? Yeah, Javaris Crittenden. Right, God forbid somebody goes like, oh, no, no, hey, you wait, like Marcus uh, Johnson. Remember the character Marcus Johnson played in uh, White Man Can't Jump? I'm going to go back to my car, get my other gun, shoot everybody's ass. Remember that? Like, that stuff happens in adult leagues. That stuff happens at Park and Rec. Guys get mad, they go back to their car and get their gun. That stuff used to happen in the NBA where guys would get threatened with guns in the 90s. That's part of the Portland Jailblazers type of deal. Like, I'm just telling you, we're, we're on the path, the progression of player versus player or player versus ref, and it doesn't end well unless the commissioner says, enough, and we haven't heard that from him. Part of being the commissioner is not just being liked, but being respected. And sometimes you're respected because you do things, you say the things that need to be said that people don't like to hear. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Roethlisberger said he isn't allowed to check out of the plays that offensive coordinator Todd Haley calls and go to a quarterback sneak. Instead, if he can see by the way the defense lines up, that I'll get the first down. Here's Big Ben. I truly have never said I don't want to run it, and I don't have the freedom to check the quarterback sneak because we don't have that call if we're not in the huddle. I've actually asked Coach Tomlin when we get to like the two-yard line, two-point play, to spread the defense out, go empty, and run quarterback draw. He laughs at me and says, Ben, maybe in your younger days, not now. Yeah. So they're like, look, we're just trying to protect Ben from Ben. Ben's like, we got to have it at least in the playbook. Here's Mike Tomlin on the play calling. I'm gathering information on all relationships and things of that nature. Um, that's what this assessment is about. So I'm not ready to state opinions about the nature of any of our relationships, whether I'm assessing it in terms of what transpired or what's going to transpire moving forward. I'm not willing to talk about anybody being in line for anything. I've yet to visit with Richard Mann, you know, so that's where it starts for me. Yeah. So I, I haven't, you know, I haven't voted for, I haven't met with anybody. I don't know anything. I got to stop and I got to look at it. And I mean, you can just see the, you can just see what's going to happen here. When the limited partners start to go, we got to think about Tomlin. Tomlin does what any leader seems to do these days. The buck stops here, so I'm going to fire an assistant coach, right? And Big Ben, like, look, Big Ben wants his hands free of blood. That's basically what, when Big Ben says that I don't want any changes, which you know is not realistic, right? I think everybody knows is not realistic. When you say, I don't want any changes, then you know exactly that he does want changes or that he's, all he, all you have to do if you're Ben Roethlisberger and you don't want Todd Haley fired is the Jimmy Chitwood. You guys familiar with the Jimmy Chitwood? Ramos, you're looking at me like you're confused. No, that's the, um, yeah, the Hoosiers movie. Right. Do you remember the scene at the town hall? Jimmy Chitwood. Uh, if like he stays, you stay. Yes. Something like that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, here's the here's the story. Okay, Jimmy Chitwood is the legend, legendary best player on the high on the uh, uh, the Hickory High School team. He does not go out. He does not go out for the team when and this is like two movies with Gene Hackman, two Gene Hackman references. So Gene Hackman is the tough, hard driven head coach. He comes in, <coughs> he actually plays a finishes a game with four guys on the floor because he only had six. One fouled out, but he didn't want to play one because of his attitude. Right. My team is on the floor. So they have a town hall meeting to vote whether or not they want to dismiss the head coach. They take a vote. Before the votes are counted, Jimmy Chitwood walks in with his basketball, flips it to somebody, and uh, gets up and says, I got something to say. So I think it's starting time to start playing ball. Everybody goes crazy. There's just one thing, one catch. Coach goes, I go. 
coach days, I play. They immediately uh, count the votes and decide they want to re-vote. Shocker here, the coach stays. My point is that saying, I don't want any changes, in the same interview when you say like, hey, I want to run quarterback sneak, but they won't let me. I look at this and I, I, I'm, we all know that there are going to be massive changes made in Pittsburgh. And look, we've had people come on here, experts come on here and say, Steelers aren't as talented as you think they are. But the Steeler, Steelers think they're very, very talented. Le'Veon's coming back. They're going to franchise tag him. That's the, that's the easy one. Antonio Brown's already under contract. Ben Roethlisberger said he's coming back. Those guys, the, when the players are coming back and the team believes it had a disappointing end to a, stati- so a record-wise good season, but they didn't play up to their billing in terms of level of dominance, level of competency. There'll be coaching changes. And Big Ben clearly wants no blood on his hands when if he really wanted no changes to be made, he would say, hey, look, you guys want me to come back? We want everything the same. You start changing stuff, that's when I think about retiring. Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Marcel Darius joins us from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He joins us in the Doug Gottlieb Show. Marcel, how are you? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on. Um, I know there were a ton of emotions the week, you know, um, you know, prior with the whole Buffalo thing, but uh, give me your sense leading into the Pittsburgh game how you were able to maintain your emotions and your focus, and you guys played so well. Um, it was, it was, it was just a, a driving focal point of just staying in the playoffs, doing the best we can. And I mean, t- for me, it wasn't just me; it was the guys around me kind of helped me focus as well. So it was a collective effort from everyone to keep everybody's head into the next game. Marcel Darius joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Um, but ever, I think everybody's been through one of those events where you want to prove somebody wrong, right? Even like prom, you know, going to prom where the chick you used to date is going with some yeah. other dude. And and so yeah, then, yeah. and so you know how, to, and then after the prom, like all that emotion comes out of you. Take me through. After you beat Buffalo, you get back home. Were you more, <laughs> were you more exhausted than you would be normally? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I was. I was just so in the moment, and there's any mess up, any slip up, this, this opportunity can be taken away from me. And I know and understand the weapons they have, and just trying to stay in the moment and trying to be on my best game to just not let this opportunity slip away from us. So I was just living, just being in the moment, not trying to get at or not trying to get at anyone. Um, not let my emotions get the best of me. Just really living in the moment and being critical about every situation so that it doesn't slip away. Just need a win. We just need a win. But it felt so much better. It felt so much, felt so great afterwards knowing that we're moving on. And it felt like the breakup was smooth. It was a mutual closure. We all had, I, I got my closure. They have their closure. It was all done and said good friends over there and we're just moving past it and I don't I don't I'm just looking towards the future and just continue to move forward you know um you have said that the Jaguars organization has changed your life and that they've done so many of the right things what what have they done that has changed you that has made you you know who you are as a football player as a person in this short period of time you've been there it's just the opportunity of just a new start being able to things in a different perspective um it's just it's, just a, it's like being in a relationship with a girl you know your prom prom date you feel like the girl that you're currently with things are going so smooth and, and all of a sudden things doesn't go as planned and then the next opportunity comes up and then it just kind of feels like dang everything i learned from my last relationship i know now how to handle myself and conduct myself in a proper manner I know to please her and please myself. Yeah, that's a great. So moving for, moving forward, no, just thinking positive. It's it's a great point. Plus, it helps to be back in the south, right? Just kind of feels right, right? Like people people oh get you, God. you get there. You got you don't have to now. You have to oh order now. If you order iced tea, people say oh like you want it unsweetened. Like you're like and sweetie, Buffalo, sweetie. right? Sweet tea, baby. Please, sweet tea, palm trees. 
Beach. Oh my God, it's vitamin D. I love, I, mean, I love it, man. The experience and just the opportunity, the sun. I mean, it's, I'm back in the South, sweet tea. Oh my God, man, lemonade. It feels good, man. I'm, I'm happy. All right, good. Well, here's I'm the here, here's the problem, though. We're gonna have to go back to your Buffalo days because now you got to go back to New England, and nobody can figure out this New England thing in New England in the playoffs. Yeah, the headsets might go out. The balls might have a different level of inflation. The weather's <laughs> the weather's gonna be bad. Uh, you no. know, you know, you're not gonna get a replay help. Like, all right, so how yep. do you how do you, how do you prepare for the beast that is New England AFC Championship game? Um, hmm. That's a good question. It seems like I get asked that question quite often. I've seen them twice a year for the past six and a half years. Um, it's been a roller coaster, but all those opportunities, man, it just kind of feeds into the nature of the beast. You just got to go out there and, and play sound football. They they capitalize on your mistakes. Play tight, play fast, play physical, and be mistakeless out there on the field. Isn't the isn't the so, key though? Like like here's the here's the layman, here's the non NFL player. Like all we're told is. Hey, if you can force Brady off his spot, right? And they have a timing offense. So you got to be physical with their wide receivers and the defensive line without without blitzing has got to get to him, force him off his spot. That that seems like just such an easy thing. Well, okay, we'll do it. Is that is that it? Is that all you have to do? You just have to be mistake free and sound and physical. I mean and the thing is you don't want to play their game, you want to play your game and the way we play our game is just the way we kind of focus in. We're going to be ourselves and go out there and give our best effort, just like I'm pretty sure they're going to do the same. And to the best team is going to win. All right, you, you got to be honest with me. You, you guys, the defense, the defense had to be surprised. Like Blake was out there balling, right? So it's it's one thing, you know. Last week he he wasn't comparing himself to LeBron, but his point was right. Like, hey, there's haters in LeBron James. They're not going away. Obviously, there's gonna be haters on me. But when you say LeBron in the same sense as Blake Bortles, people are going to clown you. That defense, you had to. What were your feelings to watch Blake play as well as he played? I mean, the guy he has talent. The guy he can. When the guy's on fire, he's on fire. He was rolling. He found he found his niche, and he's just doing his thing. He's living in the moment. I mean, anything else, stuff happens. People make mistakes. It is what it is, but he's rolling. He's in the moment. He's enjoying the game, and he's playing. He played. He played his butt off. You know what? What can we say? I mean, I didn't. I didn't see the article of him comparing himself to LeBron James, but. Everybody got damn haters. I haven't done nothing to nobody physically, but people people hate me. People hate you just because of what issue you're in. People hate you just because I like this TV channel over this TV channel. It, it, it doesn't really matter. He played his butt off, and we're moving forward. And, too, he's, he's in the moment right now. He's feeling good. Do you think the Steelers took you guys lightly? No, um, I know they didn't. How do you know? Because of the way the game was going, um, the things that they were saying, and the way they went about it, and how they played the game, their strategy. It was just, it, 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 you can't take us lightly because we beat you the first time, and they say, okay, whatever. The back and forth, but of course they came with their A game, and we came with ours. We were prepared, they were prepared, and the game still ended as a close game. So they gave us everything they had. We gave them everything we had. Yeah, they gave you everything they had. Uh, they scored with one second left. The game is over. When you looked up and you saw double zeros in the clock, you guys got forty-five. They had forty-two. What's that feeling like for you, considering all you've been through this season? Man, wait. Just weight lift off the shoulders. Just, I, I, I just can't believe. I just can't believe the position that we're in. I mean, with everything I've been through, I would say just this year, last couple of years alone, it's just like God. God, I, I, I used to always tell people God is the biggest comedian because you may not understand what where the punchline is going to come, but when it comes. 
you can't do nothing but sit back and laugh and just be in the moment and experience the opportunity and be thankful for it. So I really, words can express how I felt when I saw Zero Zero. And I'm just looking up and just thanking God for the opportunity for the moment and just continue to smile and laugh because I have nothing to not smile and laugh about. Well, listen, I can't imagine the feeling of the moment if there's double zeros this weekend in Foxborough. In the meantime, stay in, stay in that moment. Stay in this place uh, where you are. We wish you nothing but safe travels and the most success possible. Thanks for joining us on Fox Sports Radio. Thank you for having me, man. It's an honor. All right, that's, uh, that's Marcel Darius of the Jacksonville Jaguars joining us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Let's bring in Chris Broussard, uh, who's set to join us. Fox Sports 1, all things sports. Of course, you hear him on Fox Sports Radio on the weekends as well. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show. Uh, look, I'm okay. I don't I don't correlate MLK Day to a nonviolent protest. You have to be nonviolent in the NBA. But there is something, Chris, about this league where players versus officials, players versus players, I want to meet you outside and beat you up like – uh, look, the league is doing so well in PR, and the games are have been so much more competitive this year because of the the gaps in time off with the new schedule. I I almost feel like it's time for Adam Silver to step up and do something that the players might not immediately like, but they will respect because he's got to take charge. Is that crazy? No, no, I agree, and, and obviously you're right. I mean, when you mentioned Martin Luther King Day, but here here's the thing: when the league is kicking out, and understandably so, but when they're kicking out all these promos about what Martin Luther King Day means to all these players and what he, what he meant to them, you know what I'm saying? And they're literally promoting it like it means so much. To have violence on that day, look, it's, anything can happen on any day, but I just think you got to have more self-control. And I, my thing is, I'm not so upset. I mean, ideally, it wouldn't be on the court either. But I understand on the court because you're caught up in emotion. You're playing the game. It's the heat of the moment. And, you know, things happen. But they had time to go to the locker room, cool off, think about it, and they still made the decision to go, you know, try to get to the uh, Clippers player. So that's what what bothers me. So I agree. I think what should happen is that there should be two game suspensions for all four of the Rockets players that attempted to get into the Clippers locker room. Right, um, what, what about Blake uh, bump, purposely bumping into Mike D'Antoni? Well, I think they, the league, you know, the angle I saw, I could not tell if it was purposeful or not. If the league can determine that that was the case, I would say, a one-game suspension for that. Um, I mean, that's something, obviously, you never want to see happen. But D'Antoni, was he on the court as well? You know, like, obviously, a lot of times coaches are kind of, you know, they're they're stepping on the court. So I think that would have to come into play, too. Um, but I think there needs to be a message sent uh, that's going to deter the players from doing things like this again. You know, you think back to the Carmelo Anthony situation when he went to the bus, remember, uh, at Madison Square Garden, and he was trying to get to Kevin Garnett. Um, They gave him a one-game suspension. So I think two games is appropriate. Two games would hurt a little bit. Two games might affect your seeding, you know, as close as the Western Conference is. But that's the type of message that I think would tell players, look, we just can't do stuff like this anymore. Uh, what 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 was the what was the impetus of the beef? Like why why was there such was was Austin Rivers over there talking trash? Why are they going to the locker room looking for Austin Rivers? Yeah, well, I, what I'm told is they were looking for Austin and Blake. Obviously, both of them were talking a lot of stuff. Austin was definitely talking a lot of trash. Um, I think it was the combination of that, the trash talk, and the fact that Chris Paul was so frustrated and embarrassed by, you know, the way the game was going. I mean, going back to his home, you know, to the franchise he demanded to be traded from and getting beaten like that. So, I, I, you know, Chris, as you know, 
is one of the most competitive people in the NBA. And so I think, and I'm told, he was just absolutely beside himself when he, you know, got into the locker room. And so I think that was a big part of it combined with the trash talk. Did you know about the secret entrance that he knew about? I did not know about that. I mean, I've been in both locker rooms, obviously. um, And I can picture it because I'm told, you know, it goes into the Clippers training room. um, But I did not know about it. But my guess is that players, I I don't think he would have been the only player to know about it. My guess is that, you know, some visiting players know about it, too. Uh, Chris Broussard joining us in the Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Like, look, I I think this is, you know, if it's a rivalry, it's good. The Clippers have always kind of had a thing with Golden State, kind of the back and forth. Those teams didn't like each other. If now with the Rockets, that's cool as well. Uh, Far more interesting is the mess that is Cleveland. I know the score looked like it was close, but it didn't feel that close, right? It just... I've heard the I yes- thought it was competitive, you know, for what, two and a half, three quarters? You know? Um, I mean, they're, they're Com- competitive is Competitive is one thing, but I didn't feel, I felt like one team was just better. And look, like Draymond didn't even hit any shots, right? Draymond's 0 of 5. Yeah. Like, he didn't even hit any shots. There were time in the fourth quarter when it got tied. Like, it wasn't like Golden State rushed to put Steph back in the game and they, they still separated themselves. I'm not saying it wasn't competitive. But it wasn't as if you thought Cleveland was on the same level as the Warriors. Yeah, I mean, I remember feeling that way in game four. Remember game four in the finals when Cleveland won? They shot the lights out. I just kept waiting for Golden State to come back and win. (laughs) You know, it was like Cleveland was hanging on for dear life. And the fact is, Golden State's just that much better. I mean, Correct me if I'm wrong, but like all the shows I'm on and when we talk about the Cavs, we are not really discussing whether or not they can beat Golden State. We really are discussing will they still win the East. You know what I mean? It's just that bad that essentially we've conceded that they're not winning the finals. Here's my main concern about Cleveland, and it's not strategic. It's more mental and emotional. Um, as far as winning the East, um, there's really very little they can do with this squad, in my opinion, to beat Golden State. But I see, I believe some reports came out today about Cavs players not thinking their situation is fixable. I've talked to some people around this situation in Cleveland that are saying the same things from players and I believe Cleveland no longer thinks it can beat Golden State. And so I'm sure they are not looking forward to getting to the finals and getting swept or beaten again in five. So I wonder if when they get to the playoffs, will their motivation be at a peak level? Not consciously, but subconsciously. They'll, of course, try to win and all that. But if they're not motivated to the extreme like they have been in the past three years, the past three years they followed mediocre, underachieving regular seasons, and they got to the playoffs, and they really thought they could win the title, and they were motivated to the ultimate. And they ended up winning the East and won championship. Now if they get there after a bad or mediocre regular season, and in their mind is, at the end of the day, we're going to get beat by Golden State. I think they may not play well enough or they may not be motivated enough to even beat a Boston or a Toronto. Hmm. And so I think that's my biggest concern because I'm told players are, they don't think help is on the way um, because they understand the Cavs are saying they're not going to trade that Brooklyn pick. And they understand even if a move is made, if it doesn't include that Brooklyn pick, it's going to be a lateral move. It's not going to be something that gets them on par with Golden State. And so if that's the case, and and, and I'll be honest, I mean, I guess you can just say they're being honest and real, but there's also a part of me that's disappointed in that. I mean, you're, you're a championship team. I know you lost a great player in Kyrie, uh, but, you know, I, I just think they need to be a little more confident and believe they can improve. And, and, and to be honest, 
to even if they if it's saying, look, we haven't been buying in as much as we should to what Ty Lu is coach teaching us to to our defensive principles, and if we really we really want to win it, so we're going to start working harder and buying in. I mean, I'd rather see that than man, we can't beat Golden State. We can't fix this with what we have because they got more than any other team in the league, in in my opinion, as far as just sheer. Talent. I, I don't. I don't know if they have sheer talent like people think, right? Because I, I think the snapshot is we think of Dwayne Wade as a transcendent All Star caliber player, which the truth is he's not. He's not. He's a he's a shell of 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 his former self, right? Like Jose Calderon wasn't good in the Knicks two years ago as their starting point guard. Like he's not. Um, you know, even the J. Well, you know, like, no, like, like, like I would agree. I mean, maybe I should say they've got as much maybe as much or close to as much as anybody else other than Golden State. You know, you got the best player in the world, and I don't, you know, like him or not, Kevin Love is a perennial all-star. He's got his flaws, but he's 20 points, 10 rebounds. Isaiah Thomas, now here's the thing. Which, what is Isaiah Thomas? And I'm not even talking about the first five games because we know he's rusty and it should get better. But really, what is he? You know, before he went to Brad Stevens, he was just, he was Jamal Crawford or Lou Williams. You know, he was a good player, a good scorer off the bench, a one-dimensional player off the bench. When In Brad Stevens' system, he became a star, darn near superstar for, for a year and a half. Right. Is that really what he is, though? Was that the no. system? Okay, well, it was. So that's- it was the. It was. It was a couple of things. They didn't have anybody. It was like. It was a lot like when the year that uh, Allen Iverson took the Sixers to the finals, right? In that the team was comprised where you had four other really good defensive players to hide the fact that AI didn't guard anybody. Same yeah. thing with the Celtics. And AI got to take every shot at the end of every shot clock, so he played with supreme confidence and kind of got to be, got to, got to be the best version of himself. Same thing with Isaiah Thomas; they'd work the ball around and then get a ball screen to where he'd have a center on him, and he had complete he had a total green light. And there were no there's no real second option on last year's team, but everybody else picked up for him defensively. That's not yeah. how this team is constructed. There's too many other defensive weaknesses to hide Isaiah Thomas. And he's a guy that has to have the ball in his hands, and that's hard with LeBron James, who also has to have the ball in his hands. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I you know, I feel like, um, you know, LeBron's been an ISO-heavy player most of his career. Um, I do think this year they have had more at times, and I would say most of the time they have had better ball movement than many of, you know, in previous years. I think LeBron has gotten a lot of his points more in the system, you know, getting it at the at the elbow, getting it on the block, getting it off back cuts and things like that where right. he gets easy buckets. So I like that, but I just think overall, I, I don't think with the way they play, if it's going to be a lot of ton of isolation and, you that, know, LeBron that, creating everything, I, that's not going to beat Golden State. Nope, nope. And I mean, I don't, and, I don't care who you add, right? No, not not going not, not gonna to beat them. And because the lineup they need on offense hurts them on defense in order to play that way. Great stuff, Chris. Now, let, let me, you go got ahead. a minute or we got to go? I got a minute, go. Because I was going to ask you, would you, because this is what it's coming down to, a lot of the players would like them to give up the Brooklyn pick so they might be able to get like a Paul George type player. If you can get Paul George, you, 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 hey, you, then you have to go to LeBron and go, hey man, we're gonna go get, we're gonna go get Paul George. Are you gonna stay? If he won't commit, would you do? Because he's not probably. gonna commit. I probably would. You still would do it. I probably yeah, do. Like, I probably do it because one, the the, the Brooklyn pick is gonna be like eight to ten. Well, anyway. remember when they got Kyrie number one in twenty eleven. It was the eighth pick until the lottery, and it became I, I, the first. You totally, know? I totally understand, but I'm saying, how many opportunities do you have to compete for a championship? You know, right? Yeah. So you, you know, no, I hear you. you wait. You worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, you worry about today. I would, I would, in fact, do it, especially because it's a lottery. You could end up with a tenth pick, which isn't a great pick, yeah. even in any year, even even this year. Chris, great stuff, man. Hi, Doug. Chris Broussard joining us. 
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio Music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.